<laughs> You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Don't look, everyone. There's someone inside your house. My security sucks. That's just a kitty. <laughs> yeah. That's just my cats. Don't worry. Well, then it actually might be more dangerous, uh, or at least make more sense, than the killer in There's Someone Inside Your House, a new Netflix original slasher satire? Question mark? Uh, eh. Directed by... Neo slasher? Yeah, that works. There are many things I would describe this movie as. Satire is not one of them. Hey, I never said it was successful. Uh, (laughs) But this movie is directed by Creep, Creep 2, and the overnight director Patrick Bryce, written by Henry Gaydon and based on the novel of the same name by Stephanie Perkins. It stars Sydney Park as Makani, a young woman who is starting her life again in a brand new town, only for murders to happen that are intrinsically linked to the horrible things that the murderees have done in their past. So before we get into the nit and or grit of this film, I am Davey and with me is Adrian. Hello, hello. And Trevor. Good evening. And rounding out the bunch, we got Jordan. Hello, you sultry sirens of the mist. Oh my! I have to pay four ninety nine a minute for this. <laughs> Whew. Whew, I'm getting all, I'm getting all, I'm getting all steamy. Yes, I'm doing my own re. Yes, I'm doing my own remake of John Carpenter's The Fog on OnlyFans. <laughs> oh, that, I thought that sounded kind of familiar. Uh, everything about that joke was cursed as hell. So, what did we think of There's Someone Inside Your House? Um, I think this would be a good time for me to recommend the Scream TV yes. series, which has, which is very similar to this, but way better, and also vastly underrated. But, yeah, this... Uh, I want to preface this. I think the kills in this movie are actually the best part. Yes. Like, it had, yeah, like it has some actually very cool, gruesome kills, like especially the opening one, which just nicely sets the tone for that side of the movie. And how I even like the church one. I really, I really, really but, like the church one, actually. Same here. Yeah, so do I. But, man, this movie couldn't fucking decide on what a what message it mainly wanted to go with it is such a narrative mess in all honesty and i do and i also want to say the cast is decent there are some good performances uh connie played by sydney park is really good and i even like 
Ollie, uh, and Jesse Latort as Darby. But yeah, everyone else, eh? Honestly, it's it's kind of crazy to me that this is a a Patrick Bryce film because I really like Creep and Creep Two. I mean, I don't think they're they're perfect movies. I don't think they're flawless, but I mean, they they live up to their title, and I think. Part of that is because of um, Mark Duplass's uh, performance in them. He's exceptionally creepy, and it's just a screen, a, a skin crawling type film. And then you you get something like this, and it's like, okay, for the first <laughs> for the first two kills, for the first like twenty minutes of this film, it it does seem like all right. This is one of his movies, maybe with someone else writing. I'm actually not sure. It it, um, it is it is it is him. Holy, he he had nothing to do with the script. Gotcha. See, uh, it, but but it still kind of felt like maybe this is something he's doing because it starts out wanting to be some kind of social commentary satire because you have this killer who is killing characters that we want to see get killed especially when you realize what they've done that makes this killer think you deserve to die um even the 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 killer themselves they they have a mask system that's kind of kind of cool and interesting i liked it and then his yeah that was fun and then the the uh the killer's rules just kind of go out the door because you get these two people who in a yeah, they they deserve to die, and then his other victims are like, "Is that really that bad that <laughs> you want to kill someone over this?" That yeah, so seems to, like to like really one of them quick... is kind of tragic. Like you shouldn't be judging someone. I, I, based I did on want to ask something since the con- since the connection broke up. Adrian, you said this was the same director as Creeping yeah. Creep too. Okay, here's the thing. I like yeah, exactly. I I. I generally do not like found footage movies, and I really liked those. Yeah. This astounds me. Yeah, I, honestly, I think the biggest thing with this is, I don't know if any of y'all saw, I never got around to it, but I think two years ago he made a film called Corporate Animals, which was the first film that he had directed that he hadn't written, and it got slaughtered in the reviews. I think, because I don't think this is a poorly directed film at all, but I think the writing no. on it is an absolute mess. So to give a slightly more detailed uh, premise, because I kind of skipped over it, the system of murders in this movie is someone does something horrible, the killer finds out about it, tells everyone, and then kills them. It's on the surface, it's trying to do like a like a cancel culture to the extreme kind of thing. But as you mentioned earlier, Adrian, the rules are all over the place because we are... It is anywhere on the spectrum between literal Nazis and people that take drugs sometimes. Like, and obviously there is a lot to be said about like the popularization of slasher movies in the eighties and how that had a lot of very conservative beliefs with sex and drugs leading to deserving of murder. It's interesting how this movie is half that very conservative, like Friday the 13th era mindset and how the other half of it is like, almost really pro this guy these people getting murdered it's a very weird dynamic and i think this movie had a lot of things to say and didn't know 
how to say any of them or what even really the ultimate point was. It's just a lot of disparate ideas. Absolutely. You know, at the end of the day, I thought this was fine. Um, yeah. It wasn't great. It wasn't good. It didn't nail my ear to the wall or anything. But it, not every slasher movie in the 80s was uh, Friday the 13th either. I have That's to confess, true. I I talked about this on the infestation coverage that we did with Fantastic Fest a little bit. So I might be repeating myself a little bit, but not every example has to be, uh, you know, the pinnacle of a genre. Yes, everything you have seen in this movie and everything you will see in this movie, you've seen before and you've seen it done better. This was still fine. I wasn't upset with the way I spent my afternoon watching this. Um, yeah, I think subtextually it's a hot mess, and I think I see what they were going for, and I don't really want to put my theory out there because it's kind of a spoiler, but at the same time, it still wasn't that well realized. And I think uh, so. I it will... suffers from some of that. I suspect there might have been some sort of studio interference or something here just tell them to tone down some of the social justice yes. warrior stuff. Oh my God. Absolutely. But, um, uh, I also don't know if it was just trying to be woke without committing. It, it kind of <laughs> seems like Netflix I... got too scared that they might alienate toxic people who might also <laughs> be watching this. Cause it's like, yeah, the, well, cause the, the, the first two uh, victims the same way... are like very much deserving of what happened to them because of the type of people that they are. And it, it comes off as like, you know, it, this is like a very specific set of people that are very real. And it's almost like Netflix got, got scared and thought like, okay, we can't just keep killing these people because it'll be too obvious what we're trying to do. My, my biggest problem with this is that I feel like the, the dip in quality is not just in the writing but throughout the entirety of the film, after those two kills, like even the the kills get boring as as the film um, goes on, because like the first two are, are pretty cool, and then like the third one is just like that was it. It's just you know, like a slice, and then you know I'm I'm not saying that every kill has to be like something super imaginative and super gory, but if you're gonna be a slasher movie you know, have some kind of payoff, and I really don't think that this has that at all. Uh, to follow Adrian, uh, I do find out hilarious that Netflix didn't want to be too toxic the same fucking week they released that Dave Chappelle. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Which is exactly but, why I think they're scared. <laughs> yeah, fuck him. Uh, but uh, I also do agree, it, it because... The, the moment that Lane kill, and I do agree, it's like, oh, really? That is also where I did start to think this movie is mixed on what it's doing because the reasoning behind it is also lame. And also, yeah, I know not to expect every kill to be something spectacular. Look, I'm not watching this for Final Destination frills. If I want final destination kills i will watch final destination i should all watch right? final I will... destination tonight Ooh, I, yeah. I will do that <laughs> it's a good movie final destination free is still highly under yes. wraps, oh just my saying. god it's an exploitation uh, but... treasure <laughs> <laughs> but yeah this movie is just all over the place and especially what 
I'll try not to be spoilery, but especially when it comes to the reveal of who the killer is, I found that completely underwhelming. Mm-hmm. And as to its reasoning, I thought, okay, that could work in a bit of a twisted way. But here's the thing. It didn't commit to its bit with it. It didn't quite commit fully to how twisted or even hypocritical it might be for who it was. Yeah. So th- th- that that's about as vague as I can go. But the the like the like the final like act like the set piece it is kind of cool I'm not gonna lie it is it's nicely shot but the reveal of the killer is fucking lame yeah and I know we're spending a lot of time kind of going over the subtext and trying to not spoil this movie which is hard to do both those at the same time uh but at the end of the day that's I think the most interesting thing about this, or at least what they wanted to be the most interesting thing about this movie, is what it was trying to say. And it's the thing that, at least on a premise level, is setting it apart from every other generic direct-to-streaming slasher movie that you could find. So, it's a big problem when it's not good, and... It's a even bigger problem when there's nothing for it to even fall back on because yeah, I don't I don't need all the kills to be great, but when you set up and they're not like the best of all time kills or anything. They're perfectly normal. But when you set up two pretty good kills and then the rest of your movie is pretty milk toast, do you guys not know how to pace a fucking movie? You put yeah. the bad kills first and you yeah, end and on the good only... ones. Exactly. And this is only like 96 minutes. So the pacing, it, it and it should be uh, said like the whole mask thing. The killer wears the mask, wears a mask as the face of who he's yeah. killing. Now that was a nice touch, yeah, especially when it's like in a like in a crowded area and people are like, "Oh, it's the killer," and they're like, "Oh wait, that's your face. You're fucked." Yeah, like that, <laughs> like that. A uh, bit of camera work and editing was was yeah. cool. Yeah, see, I think my whole problem here is just the script was kind of weak. Oh, definitely. And everything else yeah, I really and... enjoyed. I enjoyed the performances. I enjoyed the set pieces. I enjoyed a couple of the kills. Uh, the other kills seemed weird, but like I said, I think I see what they were trying to do, and I can't really talk about it. But even yeah. if it was what they were trying to do, I don't know that they pulled it off. No, definitely. Also, the like character turn is lame as hell and you should have gone way harder with it um i think there's not a ton to talk about this movie uh unless any of y'all have any reservations about that i think we should just start to saunter over into those final thoughts and give them a little stabby stab adrian um i'm i'm all for movies that consider themselves woke and i'm even more for it when it pisses off people who think that it's like a travesty and they get mad at you know shit that's like just up to date and modern you know something like like book smart i think is still the best example of a modern day film that has these like new politics and these this new way of seeing people which is like the right way of seeing things uh but then there are movies that are like obviously kind of pandering and really don't know what they want to say. And this is one of those movies because 
Uh, and I think partially because it's on Netflix, they want to be like, no, oh, we're cool too. And uh, actually, we need uh, every single one of you to be our audience so we can't isolate anybody. Um, so we're not going to follow through with anything. As as a as a as a message film, I don't think this knows what it wants to be. It, it even has like a like an anti police message at one point, which is just so, so kind of tacked on, which I'm all for. But, but it's like kind like, of pro police by the end. Yeah, <laughs> um, and you know, that just kind of adds on to the whole fact that I don't think they really know what they want to do with this. And hey, maybe the book of this is really, really good. I didn't even know it's based on a book till right now. Uh, but the movie itself, I don't, I don't think it works. Um, and I don't think it works as a slasher because that little bit of fun ends pretty soon. Uh, there were points early on in the movie where uh, me and my girlfriend were watching this. She would talk to me, and I would pause it. And then as the movie went on, I, I stopped pausing it and we kept talking to one another and <laughs> then it would be like, all right, let's go back to whatever is happening on screen. And I don't feel like I missed anything in those moments. Um, this ended up being kind of disappointing, but hey, check out Creep and Creep 2 and uh, um, his first movie too, uh, The Overnight is also good. Not a horror well, well in a way, it kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> that movie's fucking terrifying. Yeah. If and, you uh, hate oh, your own and, body. You know, as as me and Jordan mentioned, mm. check out the, the Scream MTV series because it's a lot of fun and does this way better. Uh I'm gonna give this um two uh two Sharon Van Etten songs, because if there's something good that this uh movie has kind of going for it the soundtrack's pretty decent um and i mean like the songs that are in it not the score itself so let's get a, a two out of five of whatever i just said <laughs> all right trevor <laughs> um overall i think i'm over the hump on this like like i said it's not great and i will agree that uh the, the subtext here is pretty toothless it's a loud bark and no bite um but otherwise, like, I still watch teenagers killing each other, and sometimes that's all you need. I do think that this will probably key a lot better with the age group contemporary to the characters on screen. Um, my colleague Matt, who is uh, on the show sometimes, uh, I think he called it Horror with Training Wheels. And I think this is going to be a good introductory piece for a younger set. You know, somebody who isn't maybe quite ready for a Friday the 13th or The Prowler or something in that, you know, My Bloody Valentine, whatever. Um, You know, this will be a a good uh, way to get yourself started. However, I do have to agree the script needed tightening and uh, the social allegory was just not... It, you got to commit, cowards. <laughs> so um, I'm over the hump. I'm going to give this seven and a half out of ten painstakingly 3D printed masks. All right. That Jordan? too high of a rating. <laughs> that was very high. Yeah, I'm messing with I you, Trevor. A, Don't worry. Yeah, I was about to say, for what you were saying, that rating kind of I was expecting like up, a hard six. It's arbitrary for a reason. Uh, hard six. Yeah, I wanted this movie to commit. All right, commit to the bit. All right, if you're gonna do something, stick with it. Okay, that's all I ask. Uh, maybe it's my neurodivergent ass just asking too much that you stick on track and not verge off. 
or, uh, you know, uh, being a writer, hoping you stick to what you've established, which just, which just doesn't. Again, I, yeah, I wanted to like this, but it just, but as soon as it just settled in, it kind of just went boring. And, uh, hell, I'll even mirror Adrian. Even I was distracted by something else. You know, the baseballs. Screw you, Dodgers. Uh, it, 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 but I, but I did, you know, go back to it. It's just like, ah, God, it got considerably less interesting as it went on. The kills are cool. Uh, there are some really good performances by some very talented young actors here. It's just a shame that the direction and uh, story are let it down so badly because they don't know what they want to do. And hey, I'm all about uh, you know satirizing, you know criticizing or acknowledging, you know just just what society is at the moment because that's what good art does. It is a reflection of society at the time it is made. This shows me, yeah, fucking nuke it. I don't just. That's probably way more harsh than it should be. Because I don't really even hate that film as much. It's not Sia's music level of hatred yeah, that I Jesus have. Jesus Christ. You you pulled out but... like a zero out of ten out of your ass. <laughs> fucking music. Yo. This movie's <laughs> fine. Yeah, no. it It, it is... Okay, I will give it four, uh, fucking Trevor Stormer rating, uh, four ghost face masks out of ten. J- just watch the Scream TV show. Yeah, it's highly under. <laughs> Jordan evokes another property. Bingo. Um. Hey. I'll allow it. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I'm basically with y'all, except for Trevor. I don't know what fucking planet you're on. Even then, it's not that much higher than any of us are giving it. Um, Trevor's just a nice guy. Yeah, your heart's too good. You're too kind. Um, I'm pure. (laughs) Wait, what kind of pure are we talking? Because that might get you murdered. Um, (laughs) Yeah, this this movie is fine. Uh, I think the biggest reason why... It brings so much negative, so many negative emotions is because it should be so much better because Patrick Bryce is a really good director and has made three very good, very unsettling movies. And this isn't. And that kind of stinks. This is a discount. I know what you did last summer, which is a discount scream. You should just watch. If you want horror with training wheels, you should just watch scream. Honestly, because you're not going to get anything new here. And you're not going to get anything that you can't get much better somewhere else. I didn't hate my time with this. Again, it's super short. It's like 90, 95 minutes. But even then, by the end of it, I was like, all right, can we can we wrap this up? Can we, can we stop talking about these character relationships that I don't care about? So I'm going to give this 5 out of 10 weird scrawny looking dudes that might do a school shooting just because. <laughs> yeah, scrawny looking high schooler okay. who's clearly like twenty eight years old, twenty eight and like deeply so, malnourished. 
<laughs> so I'm gonna see him in the next episode of Riverdale. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's their brand. Awesome.